excuse me. Mm, sorry. <laughs> that cup coming back up, bro. <laughs> Have me some, uh, what is that, that Tennessee hot from KFC? Tennessee hot? Oh, no. It wasn't shit, bro, bro. I was waiting on that shit was greasy. My heart fell out my asshole. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, all right. Too much TMI. Let me just start the episode. Welcome to another episode of Between You and Me. I am joined by the homies, Michael, the guy from France, Baronin. <laughs> You're not from France. He's not from France. I'm not. He's not. I'm not French at all. You're not. Fr- Bonjour. We oui, we. Oui. <laughs> Bonjour, meeting freestyling this whole thing. <laughs> Honestly, I might let you talk by yourself for thirty minutes straight and just see what comes up. <laughs> I'm scared. Honestly, I'm scared of that happening. We shouldn't let that happen. That that you, yeah, that voice you hear? That's my friend Mark, and my friend Mark knows how to walk on uh, eggshells. Okay. I know how to walk on eggshells. What did I do? Am I, am I in trouble? No. Okay. Oh, I was going to say walk on water at first, and I was like, is that too much? I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, want to walk, walk up, up kind of nice. Like yoke between my toes, and honestly, I don't want shit like that between my toes. That seems gross. That's fair. Yeah. That's very fair. That's very fair. I mastered this ability simply because the opposite would be gross. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. uh, that is Paul the Senpai Robinson you hear. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I need a better intro. Um, but today we're doing our uh, music review episode. We are doing an album review. And whose turn was it to pick an album? It was Paul and Michael's. So yeah, I was going to say, using process I feel like it's Paul and Michael's turn. Yeah, it was 100%. Yeah. yeah. Our, I'm not gonna lie, our friction, our picks are pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what our opinions are with your picks in a couple of minutes. Yeah, well, it's all, but also I can't forget the beautiful woman behind me is my lovely girlfriend Catherine. Oh, hey, Catherine. <laughs> I don't know why I imagine there was an audience and people just clapping. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, um, but yeah, I don't know who wants to go first album wise, but uh, let's go Michael. Uh, let's go Michael. Michael never goes first. The Michael Cam, it's here. My guy. Uh, <laughs> bro, I've been thinking, where Michael at this whole time? Okay. <laughs> Just chilling in the bedroom, you know. Respect, respect. <laughs> what, what, um, album, what album did you choose, man? So the album I chose was Caution by Mariah Carey. It's her 15th album. So there was just, you know, it, th- this year, 2020, is her 30th anniversary of putting out music. So I just thought it was a good album to throw out for people to listen to. It was pretty lit. I ain't gonna hold you, man. Yo. Oh my God, why you make it sound like that? Bro, I'm not gonna lie. The new way of me saying no is like how she said it in a no no. I said a no, a no no no, a no no no, a no 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 no. I can say it in Portuguese, a no no. I feel like the whole album is like legit a vibe. Like, oh my god, you saw what I was thinking. 
I'm so No, I was thinking that. I was thinking in my head, like, when we were going into this conversation, I was like, this is just kind of like a Mariah Carey vibe, the album. It, it really is. Like, I mean, the, the <laughs> album starts off with, like, GTFO, and you're like, wow, I just got into this album, and you're telling me to fucking leave. Like, Get the fuck out. <laughs> I never, I never thought I wanted to hear Mariah Carey say that. <laughs> it's like it's, it's so funny because it's such a short album, but like every song, like a lot of, like I feel like the samples on it, particularly like a lot of the hip hop samples, are just like su- are such a vibe. Like it's like you're hearing the same beats that you've heard on other songs. Like um, like you hear like the she's a hoe, she's a, like like that that whole vibe. Like you hear that whole flow, and you're like, wait, I hear some Biggie flow in there. But like, it's just a whole nother song on top of that. And it just sounds so good. Like on a no-no and other songs throughout the entire album. I just think like the entire thing is like very cohesive. There's some of the, I feel like a few of the features are sometimes a little bit more phoned in, but I feel like every part that she's in, and I think the production in particular is is really top notch throughout the entire album. I agree with that. Michael, how did you feel? Um, Oh, it's just two parts. How did you feel going into this project? Like, what did you kind of expect to hear? And how did you feel, like, coming out of it? Um, so I went in with, like, no expectation at all because the album before this that came out, like, four years before this album wasn't very good. Mm. Um, and also it was, like, so this album's ten tracks long and she dropped four of those songs before the album actually came out. So it's, like, again with this like singles culture where you like are hearing most of the album before it comes out so Mm -hmm. i was like okay so i just have these collections of singles what do i do with them um but then when it came out and i actually listened to it i was like oh like i didn't know how you were gonna do it but like listening to these songs 10 songs in order sounds fucking great like you (laughs) just (laughs) so i'm not complaining like i i loved it uh, I mean, I'll go into like my full thing when you guys uh, finish. All, all I wanted to say is, Alan felt like the whole time she was saying, "You know, I, you know, I still got it, you young bitches." That's how <laughs> I felt. <laughs> That's like, and like I think Michael, you say this a lot. Like I, I kind of already mentioned it, but like that she really started that whole pop song that has like a hip hop, very heavy influence in it. Mm. Like, like legit. Every time I think like she's a slut, she's a hoe, she's a freak. God, different girl every day of the week. Like, like God, different girl every day of the week. I, like, I just like, like I just like in my mind, I can't help but like flow with that. Like, I said no. <laughs> no. Yeah, she was down with it before. Right. before school. Not to mention, she had Slick mm-hmm. breaking one of her songs too. Come on now. Yeah, I didn't like that verse. And you know what's funny? It was trash. When it I heard trash. that verse. Yo, when I heard that verse, I was like, what is this Slick Rick-ass verse on this fucking Bro, song doing? That and then I looked it up, and it was Slick Rick. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I mean, and that, that's what I was kind of alluded to when I was like, I don't want to call anybody out, but some of the features on this are, they're not trying as hard as they could be. Bro, that nigga hopped on a song. Why you do that? And then he just, like, walked off the track. Okay, Slick I, Rick, give us a sentence. That's yeah, it. The, the Mariah Carey call out was also like kind of like, eh, we didn't have to do that. Yeah. Um, Ty Dolla Sign, I hate to say it because I do like Ty on a lot of stuff, but he sounded like a dollar version of um, Travis Scott on that song. <laughs> and I was like, eh, I uh, could switch that up a little bit. But Mariah sounds good. Like, um, like 
listening through this stuff, I heard a lot of people's careers, like where they took off from her vocal performances throughout this album. Um, like mainly like Ariana Grande, um, some Kalani, some Kalani stuff in yeah. there too. I was like, I can hear, I can hear where that came from. And I give, give props to Mariah for not, like obviously she's trying to stay up to date with everything that's going on, but like, it doesn't feel like she's compromising herself in this album, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, While trying to do that. It, 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 it comes across like it's an album that she like sung and she wasn't like, yeah, like trying to chase something. It was like, no, I'm just gonna release an album that has music that I will like on it. It seemed like she was having fun. Any that does that, like, I'm gonna make music that I like, not yeah. just trying to chase what's popular. This is a weird, um, not even a nitpick. This is something I wanted more of, um, especially with the closing track, Portrait. I actually wanted more ballads from her. Um, yeah. More like traditional ballads, because she sounds really good on them. And like, when you hear it, you're like, man, like you don't realize you miss it until you hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like for me personally, I thought, you know, this was probably her smartest album that she's ever put out. And like, mm the lyrics are really energetic and they're playful and at the same time they're like really elegant like just how she structures like her words and like you know she sprinkles them fucking SAT words in there every now and again right. <laughs> and it, but it, somehow it's like still highly relatable even even the insults and mm. like like Mark was saying I think a no-no kind of demonstrates like her artistic brilliance like bringing back the Lil' Kim sample, Crush On You. It was like a great dance track. For me, the only thing I think that was missing from it was a verse from Lil' Kim herself. I mean, mm. they get along just fine. I don't know why she couldn't, you know, hop on for that. Mm. Um, and sonically, I thought Eighth Grade was my favorite to like get lost in. It just kind of mesmerizes you a little bit. But I like that she kind of switched it up this time around because typically she like brings in one producer or two and they kind of do every song together. But this time she like brought in a bunch of people and they only did one or two songs and she had, it was a Blood Orange on the album, DJ Mustard and even, even Skrillex produced a song on the album. Mm -hmm. um, and you guys are right, the features aren't like overstated. Um, but I think a lot of artists from the same time period as her tend to get trapped by the sound from that era, if that makes sense. Like think like Brandy and Monica, like you don't hear about them because they're trapped in that time where they were dropping music. Yeah. She avoided ending up like that. She ended up with an album that sounds modern. It shows that she's grown with the way that music has progressed. For me, I think the highlight of the album was With You. It's like Paul was saying, it's like the classic ballad that she drops um and you know she sounds free and she sounds in love and to me and this is like to mark's point it was like the album kind of felt like its own victory lap like it's her 15th album in a 30 year span and it sounds to me like you know she she finally believes that she has nothing left to prove you know she's taking her time with her work and enjoying life and she doesn't make music that's driven by sales or streams or an image anymore. She gets to take the time, you know, to make music that she wants with people she wants to make it with. And I think she does it really well. She knocks it out of the park. Yeah, I think but some portrait kind of like really like speaks to that a lot. Like everything that you said, kind of looking back on your career and 
exactly how you've been seen in the in the light. Um, also, I think it's funny that you mentioned eighth grade because that is one of those songs where she brings out. She's like, "Don't act ambivalent towards me," and I'm like, "Why did you just bring out that SAT word for? <laughs> like, why did I have to Google those, like what the word ambivalent means?" She's <laughs> dropping um, bars. And then the last thing that I'm gonna say because I've I've been speaking a lot now. I actually will like let everyone else get their feelings out too is that i will always appreciate anyone who brings up one more again like like <laughs> like that's like a phrase that people and like my like cousins and family in the south use all the time one more again and no more again and the fact that she actually had an album like she had a song with that like with that title i thought was just hilarious it was, that album was a whole flex it was some real shit it's that uh that final wing rating Oh man, shit, nigga. I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna give it like shit, four drums in a flat. <laughs> extra sauce on that flat. With extra sauce on the flat. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm inclined to do the opposite, <laughs> but the same thing. Um, I had heard this album a few times before, but like actually listening to the whole thing through, like, yeah, I'd have to give it, I'd have to give it four flats. Probably a drum, yeah. Extra sauce. Uh, I put a good amount of sauce on that, on that, on that drum. Like a little dab. No, 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 half a bottle. Okay. Ooh, shit, nigga, you trying to join your insides? Um, you don't mean sodium. <laughs> Lack of barbecue salt on the on the flat. Oh man. <laughs> um, I I didn't realize it was her 30th anniversary. Um, so thinking about that, um, thinking about like listening to this whole project and how cleanly it came out. Uh, I'll give it six drums and a flat, but it's a little crispy. So it has a little crunch to it. What's all, it. All, that's a lot of meat, boy. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you, you want any sides with that? Any starch? No? Yeah. yeah. Maybe? With some old bay fries? <laughs> some old bay fries with you the cheese. You don't want those yeah. old bay <laughs> fries. Those things will cost you half, a, half your life. That, oh, with yeah. that cheese at Landmark? Come on, boy. You ever try, like, try to go to a sporting event and try to get the crab fries? <laughs> Lose <No>. your whole <laughs> like, You'd be like, oh, can I have um, a Miller Lite and um, some crab fries? And they're like, all right, so where are your kids at? Because we're going to need at least two of them. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, how much is this? <laughs> what's, your, what's your wing rating, Michael? Say... Four drums and a flat, so same as Elijah, really. Hey, hey, hey! All right, we got another album to talk about. So Paul chose an album, and I hate to admit it, man. I really yeah, hate you to have to admit it because we're gonna all say it because we're all thinking it. So I just admit it, it, Elijah. That shit was fucking trash. They got fucking hate it enough. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, that shit was flames, bro. I'm not even gonna hold you. You know what's funny? This album actually sounds really good right after Portrait from <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> they actually transitioned to each other. I was like, ooh, that's nice. Like, as I was listening to that, I was like, why does it have, like, why do both of these albums have, like, black 80s comedians, like, in the background of the song? And yeah. Eddie Murphy on the <laughs> so um for those no don't know um Freddie Gibbs uh rapped 
entrepreneur, multi-talented Renaissance man, um, decided to put out a full-length project called Alfredo, um, completely produced by Alchemist, uh, another uh, hip-hop producer legend. Um, and this project, first of all, kudos to both of them, because I swear to God, I cannot sit through an Alchemist project to save my soul. And Freddie brought out of him. I don't know. For those who don't know Alchemist, like he's a very boom bappy type of producer. So his samples are usually pretty good, but they're kind of formulaic, in my opinion. Um, so if you listen to a lot of like the more like dustier, like uh, kind of like crime rap, um, that's Alchemist is kind of your guy. Um, and no, but Freddie Gibbs brought out this completely colorful other side of Alchemist. And we got to hear this kind of retelling, kind of just of like Freddie um, thinking about what we're going through right now with like kind of like the Black Lives Matter and coming from a gangland type of culture. Um, him kind of discussing him making his living off the rap now while you know, still knowing people that sell dope and at least make their lifestyle off of that. And how does he adapt to that? How does he adapt to people making a name and making wealth off of glamorizing that culture wide while maybe not living that themselves? Um, and yeah, it was a very interesting project. Uh, how do you guys feel about it? But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael, what you think? <laughs> what was that? Because Mark Mark like has something to say. Not I did, but I, I but I keep going first, and I feel bad about that. So I was actually gonna let. Go ahead, Michael. Let you guys go. Oh, I'm going first all over the place. Um, <laughs> all right, so I've got to say that he makes rapping look so fucking easy. His flow is hypnotic is like the finest art form when it's in his hands and alchemist production is insane um i got a lot of like mature 2005 like vibes from this mm -hmm. um and in terms of like production i felt most impressed on all class which i think was the last song on the album mm -hmm. um i kind of like just kept some notes like through each song or like as the album progressed and anyway so i thought god is perfect was the catchiest song on the album his flow is outrageous it's contagious um and scotty beam was a real fucking trip like discussion discussing like racial profiling like uh, also like less than a minute later having a line hook shot a hoe like kareem but i never leave the bucks i was fucking dying um it's also very important stuff <laughs> Scotty Beam sounds like like you it's one of those songs where you're like this he was like producing this they were like writing and producing this and like obviously performing this before all of this stuff happened yet it still comes it comes out and it's like how is this like the perfect time for this like to come out like how is this like just like so perfectly like encapsulates the moment right now I mean I feel like this album had to have been like produced very recently for them to have like the Joe Exotic reference at the, at the very beginning. I thought Baby Shit was like super indulgent, but like in the best kind of way, you know, 
every artist like I feel has their like flex song and that was a great one um the introduction to look at me the whole like I'm the kind of man that recognized talent and when I find it I put it to work I thought that you know really summed up the whole album perfectly um as far as like the deeper stuff is concerned I thought something to rap about was my favorite track I thought it was it was a very but it's probably not for the reason that you're thinking Elijah it's not but (laughs) it was so strange because like I as I was hearing it all I thought was like okay so bad experiences needed to shape him in order for him to have something to rap about but he needs to be able to rap in order to give those bad experiences meaning and like if you think about that for more than 10 seconds it can kind of fuck you up especially when you know that he knows this um yeah and I thought that's why it was the most ridiculous song on the album as well. And uh, especially when you consider like Tyler, the creator's appearance on it. And it was Thank kind you. of like, you talk about Freddie Gibbs, like, you know, drugs, blah, 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 blah. And then Tyler, the creator giving like an entirely different perspective about like coming up and that, becoming. That, I thought it was brilliant. That was, that was such a cool thing about that feature. And I think that's, that's kind of what I think the difference is features and Mariah song like songs and the features here is that the features there kind of seem like they were like tacked on but the features here seem very purposeful like the Tyler the creator part it was it wasn't like he just continued to rap about the same thing that was already being rapped about it was like a completely different perspective like which I thought was interesting because it's like it would seem corny or weird if Tyler the creator started rapping about the exact same way from the same perspective as Freddie was but they didn't do that they like he took his own angle at it, which I thought was like super interesting. Like, I like features that seem like that that seem like it wasn't just added on. It seemed like the the person might have heard the song, read the song, and then said, "What can I contribute to it?" Y'all niggas don't want me to talk because y'all said everything I wanted to say. I mean, I could I could keep going. I still had one more like big thing to to talk about. <laughs> I just was, love hearing this much conversation about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think the standout track, though, like something to rap about was my favorite, but Skinny Shield might have been the standout track, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. did I just like, did I just, you know, strike a chord, Paul? That didn't look like you <laughs> liked that very much. No, I like that. I like that. No, I was, I was hoping that someone was going to bring okay. that song up. Because I was like, oh my God, so good. Because it felt like the realest and the most vulnerable. Like, it was everything that something to rap about wasn't. Like, in that song, he was talking about these bad things, but it was, like, just so that he could have something to talk about. But here, he's like, man, my uncle died off of an overdose, and, like, I supplied the dude that, that sold this to him. Like, that's fucking mm-hmm. crazy. That, it was fear. It was humility and acceptance, and it was everything. Um, The first time I listened to this album, I just played it through, and I had no expectations at all. I wasn't listening to the lyrics very deeply. I just kind of, like, let the tune and the flow carry me. And honestly, I had a hard time, like, distinguishing tracks from one another, but that wasn't really a bad thing. Um, it wasn't until the second, like, go-around that I realized that how he was cutting the tracks, like, it was purposeful that it sounded like that. But it just fucking felt like a 35-minute piece of art. And by the way, out of the four albums we listened to, this one was my favorite. Yes! 
my full spiel because I know Elijah hasn't talked yet. But um, you don't think it's anything I gotta say. So I... <laughs> Freddie, Freddie's definitely as far as like I wouldn't call him underground hip hop, but he's like he's your favorite rap. He's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper type of guy. Gotcha. Um, where like not everyone's aware of him, but the people that are like know what he does, and he's definitely been one of the most consistent MCs in the past like ten years. Because, you know, and he drops projects like this is something that's been going on in hip hop culture recently with like the more mid-level underground guys. But like they release albums like multiple times during the year. Like they just cook up these sessions like where like it'll be like uh, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib, Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist, which is the one we just listened to, where they cook up 10 to 11 tracks like in a three month time span and just put something out. And then like three months later, you'll see something else. So like this is very like of the norm, but this I will say this project stands out more than most. 
from Freddie, in my opinion. Yeah. Them niggas is always cooking in the kitchen. I heard of <laughs> Freddie Gibbs. You ever hear of that video game Sleeping Dogs? I don't know if yes. you ever heard of it. I think it was like, was it PS2 or PS3? I think it was Sleeping PS3. Dogs? Yeah, I think it was PS3. The, um, that was the the Japan version of GTA, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. His song, one of his songs made on there, and that's when I actually first heard of that nigga. He has like his own distinct style, like his own distinct uh, flow. Like you can just hear, like, oh, that's Freddie Gibbs. Let me just sit back yeah. and, and absorb these bars. Uh, He's so, a very floetic type of guy. Yeah, 100%, 100%. <laughs> I, I hate to admit it, but like, after the first song, I said, oh, I got to step up my game on this next album. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, so this album, this album did a lot for me. Like when I heard, when I heard the first time, like, like this is why it took so long for me to send you guys an album. Because I was sitting on this album for a little bit. And I was like, do I want this to be the album? I think this needs to be the album. But I'm not sure. Like it, mm. it took me a couple listens for this album to really settle with me. And it's because, like, this album, like, first of all, rap-wise, obviously the rap technique, um, the, the rap level of this album is very good. Um, the messaging, the theming, um, the fact, like, how aware this album is of itself, as far as, like, Gibbs talking about stuff that's very topical right now, but obviously it could have been wrote, like, it could have been written a while ago and it still applies to now. But also, like, him being self-aware of himself, this is kind of what I was looking for from the Jay Electronica album, if I'm being honest. Like, I wanted a project that was, like, yeah, there's features on here, but Freddie owns this project. Like, he takes control of his narrative and comments on it. Like, he's not just, like, yeah, he, he recognizes he's a coke rap guy, but, like, he's talking about, like, how his life brought him up to this point and, like, kind of reflecting back on that. Like, how does he feel about that now? Um, while still knowing people in that scenario and knowing people that are trying to make a name, glamorizing that type of stuff. Um, musically, like Alchemist, the Alchemist half of this, like this is a musically dope album. Like the palette changes on this album is crazy. Like going from going to from Frank Lucas to something to rap about was a huge palette refresh. Like I appreciate that so much because the palettes from them was really like dark and gritty. And then you go into this nice lush guitar that like lets you take a breath for fresh air. Like them just appreciating that kind of stuff was really dope. Um, but just to really sum it up, cause I, I, I can go on tangents about this album. Um, I know. Long story short, um, I appreciate this album. Um, this this album, I'm not going to say it's like a sage rap or anything like that, but like, I feel like for people that may be a little tired of like the current like mainstream rap, mm -hmm. like this is something I would point people towards if they wanted something a little different. Um, that was still topical, that was still like aware of itself for something that's just musically interesting. Like if, if I wanted to send people to an interesting hip hop album, I would send them to this. Yeah. Um, what would you rate it? This is a full, a full ten wing. I didn't know this this whole wing thing was out of ten. I didn't know it was out of ten. I've been doing it out of five. Whatever. We don't have enough time to to figure out the wing thing right now. Um, I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna say for me, I think this is like the perfect album to like 
where you listen, like where your dad, you and your dad don't listen to the same music. Like he likes like hardcore rip hip hop and you like kind of mumble rap. And then you like put this on and like you both just vibe to it, like in car mm -hmm. or something. Like you guys can both agree that you enjoy this. Um, I don't know what to rate it because I don't know how a rating system works. So I'm just going to give it a lot of <laughs> claps um, and no and no uh, drums. Okay. Ah, oh, you brought it down. How dare you? No, but he likes claps more. Claps actually. I like claps more. True. Mike, oh, that's true. Okay. Okay. What's like your uh, What's your rating on this album? Um, with five five drums. All right, yeah. It looks like a perfect score from Michael. I'm pretty sure. So. I would say cool. like, okay, I will go four Thai chili wings or four Thai chili drums, right? What? I can't say Thai chili, Thai chili. We're flavoring our, our drums now. <laughs> yes, we yeah, are. I didn't realize we had to be flavored. I assumed we were all buffalo. This is a purist wing podcast, okay? And Only dry. <laughs> Y'all niggas, y'all palace is wacky if y'all want pure wings. Wow, humbug. And what are those Chinese wings that you just split the part? Gotcha. Flat. That's it. That's you know, I'm just going to agree with you. I'll just, I'll just, <laughs> I'm just going to agree with you. <laughs> well, that does it for another episode of Between You and Me. Uh, follow us on Twitter at between the letter U and me too. Like the poo, it took like a month to get used to saying that shit. That's that's it, it really, it really did. And now we have an Instagram account. Ooh. Hey, IG and the YouTube is that coming? Is that on the horizon? That's already here. <laughs> the channel's here. We just gotta get videos on there. That's what I mean. Like, we'll discuss. Say that we have we'll YouTube if we ain't got the videos. Like, you want to look yeah. at a blank page? See? Like, hey man. Listen, we'll just talk, we'll talk about it. we'll talk about. It. I will talk about. I right. um, yeah. on our Facebook fan page at uh, between the letter you. Well, no, between you and me. What's the IG? Is it? You're looking at me. You're looking at me? I didn't make yeah, that shit. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't make that shit. Michael, <laughs> you and me official. Hey. Okay, bet. Like the letter U. Follow us on that shit. You heard the man. Oh, that shit. Between bro. you That's and me official. Yeah. Yep. Look at that, look at that face with them big ass knockers, boy.